Hello, my name is Aniola, and I am the creator of Anything I Want. Welcome to my podcast, Soul Family. Every week, I will interview someone on their journey with life, self-acceptance, spiritual awakening, and more. This is a series dedicated to opening dialogue between our collective soul family. It is meant to welcome people from all religions, walks of life, and perspectives to talk about how they find healing. Some people use the term soul family to refer to the individuals they feel a closeness to in their immediate lives. However, to me, we are all connected. We are all each other's family, no matter how many things point towards the opposite. Each episode is recorded on Instagram on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I go live with whoever it is that I'm talking with and so that you guys can come through and ask any questions as we have our conversation and so you can really get a chance to interact with the podcast recording process. So if you're interested in that, just keep an eye on my Instagram account to know what we will be talking about every Saturday and come in with any questions you have. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to share today's topic with you. And so Courtney is going to talk to us a bit about how she maintains her space of stillness and peace while still working a nine to five job. So in this message, we really get into a lot of interesting things. Uh, people talk about how do I make peace with where I am right now financially in terms of where I would like to be ideally and how do I really work with the universe in terms of getting what I want out of my life. And Courtney also gets really personal and very graciously talks to us a little bit about her struggles with self-acceptance and body image and eating disorders. So this is a trigger warning for anyone out there who has that issue and might not really want to hear about it. However, I do believe that this message is uplifting and can be very encouraging to anyone out there. So thank you so much for joining us today. And I really hope that this message touches you and speaks to you however it is meant to. So let's get into it. Thank you guys for everyone who's joining in. I'm so excited for you to be joining us in our conversation today. So today I'm going to be interviewing Courtney and she will be telling us how to stay grounded while still working a nine to five job and how to connect your spirituality with your day-to-day lifestyle. So I'm sure she's going to have lots of interesting things to share with us, and I really am excited to see where this conversation goes. So to start out, Courtney, can you please give us a little bit of background about you and what you do? Yeah, so hey guys, I'm Courtney, and I'm a spiritual 9-to-5 coach. So really what my goal is, is to help women in their 20s, you know, kind of enter and navigate the corporate world in a spiritually aligned way. Because in my experience, when, you know, I went from graduating to entering the corporate world, it was different than I expected. And I know that there's so many women out there who might be feeling the same way, or even some who are still in school getting ready to graduate. And they, they want to know what path is for them. You know, how, how can they find purpose? What job is going to fulfill them? How can they continue to live a lifestyle that really suits them and fills their soul and fills their spiritual cup? So, you know, my goal is to help women become fulfilled, to recognize their purpose, 
and to even just see purpose in everything they do, even if it's not kind of that one grand purpose that they see for themselves, because purpose can be found in anything. I want to empower women. I want women to, you know, walk around with their head held high, confident, saying what she needs to say, like knowing what she wants and going for it, and also empowering women to make the kind of money that they want. So really my goal is to, you know, help women who have been through some of the same challenges that I have and who really want to live, you know, this amazing life where they're fulfilled, they're confident, they're making the kind of money that they want, but their spiritual cup is full at the same time amidst all this. Beautiful. I feel like that is something that many people can benefit from, especially as we begin this process of spiritually aligning with yourself. Mm -hmm. Hello, Hamid. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> uh, as we begin this journey of aligning with ourselves, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to kind of fill that void where you're almost like, okay, now that I've realized that I go beyond this physical body, mm -hmm. how does that translate to the fact that I still need to like have a job and make money and put food mm -hmm. on the table all of these mm -hmm. things are still very much necessary to maintaining the physical existence that we are here to experience so um that being said i'm curious like what is your story because you said like sharing mm -hmm. your challenges and so what is your challenge like what have you gone through that has led you to this realization yeah so I feel like throughout my life, there is definitely always a theme of being an overachiever. Like I was very goal oriented all the time. And I mean, I still kind of am, but I've definitely toned it down a bit, a lot more in touch with my feminine energy instead of, you know, this masculine hustle. But I was always, you know, really into being an achiever. That was an identity that I had. And, you know, as I started to get more into the spiritual side of things and also just learning more about myself after I graduated high school and you know moved out and started doing my own thing forming my own opinions I was starting to get a bit confused like I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do you know with my life I think that's something that a lot of people who are students can relate to and the thing is we don't even need to have it all figured out right then we don't even have to have it all figured out right now um, but it's really all just about, you know, align yourself so that you can be in a place that feels good. So I went through a lot of times where I just had no idea what I wanted to do. I, I switched my major four times when I was a student and I was in the same major twice, <laughs> if you can even believe that. Like I flip-flopped around all over the place and really just had no clue. And then when I graduated, and, and this is kind of that achiever side coming out of me, is I graduated a semester early. Like, I was just so overeager. I was like, I need to get out in the world. I need to do my thing. And I graduated. I got a job, and I moved to a new city, like, bang, within, like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a very quick transition, and I was, you know, really, really excited about it. And everything turned out, you know, as it was supposed to for me but it was harder than I thought. Like I, I thought it was going to be this seamless, easy transition. And truthfully, it really wasn't because, you know, I didn't really know exactly what I was looking for in a job at the time. I moved to a new city. So really didn't know that many people other than my boyfriend who worked, you know, completely opposite schedule than me. So I spent a lot of time really kind of alone with myself. And also during this time as well, I was in intensive therapy for my anorexia, which is something that I haven't you know, brought out to my audience too much just yet, but it's something mm -hmm. that I'm starting to share because I know, you know, there's people out there that need to hear it. And it's the truth within myself that I need to be more comfortable sharing. 
Um, but that really contributed to this as well. So for anyone who might be entering the corporate world with some kind of health issue going on, like I, I feel you there and I know that it's hard, especially when you know, you're juggling your work, you're juggling figuring out your lifestyle when you have a health issue is pretty challenging sometimes, um, yeah. especially during that time where, you know, if anyone who has eating disorder or mental illness knows being alone is really not great for that. But I spent so much time alone and I was just at the point where I just, you know, wasn't really fulfilled with the work that I was doing because I just had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was lonely. I was, you know, obviously dealing with this health issue. I, you know, had this belief in myself that I had power, that I was smart, that I was capable of, you know, having these gifts to share with the world, but I didn't know what they were. So mm -hmm. I was just kind of sitting there and I was like, okay, I feel like I can do something with my life, but I don't know what, but there was some kind of inner knowing that I was capable of more, but I just, I didn't know how to do it. And I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. And I was really like low energy for a long time. Like I have always been really into yoga, but at this point in my life, I like had a membership to a studio. I was consistently, you know, canceling classes at the last minute. I just did not feel like going. And although I was into the spiritual side of things at the time and, you know, love to read spiritual texts and personal development books, I never applied any principles that I learned in there to my life. Like, I know mm. that sounds silly, but I would be it absorbing all this. Yeah, I'd be absorbing all the information. I like soaked it up and just loved it, spent so much time on that. But I never applied any of the principles to, that I learned into my actual life and practice. And every single morning I would sleep through my meditation. I wouldn't do my ritual. And I was just at this low point where I just had no idea where I was going, but mm. I had an inner knowing that there was more for me. And obviously now my life is super different than that. And I'm so grateful. And, you know, everything that I learned along the way to get me to where I am now at this point where I feel really aligned, where I feel balanced, I feel healthier and more confident than I ever have and really feeling more joy than ever you know, the tips and tricks I've learned along the way, as well as, you know, the spiritual and practical strategies that have gotten me to this point. I have this, you know, yearning and this mission to share it with other women, because I don't want what I've been through to take as long for them. You know, if someone knows how to do it, I want to show people that they can do it faster, and they don't have to be in that struggle for so long. Yeah, I, if you're willing, I feel like your story is very fascinating, as we all have really incredible stories. And that being said, I feel like the part of your story that really, I feel like a lot of people would be able to resonate with or are looking for guidance with is what you mentioned about your struggle with your self image and how that aligns with yes. your growth in spirituality, because it's hard because first you realize, A, I'm not this physical body. And then mm -hmm. B, your, your mind is like, I might not be this physical body, but I still feel a desire to control how this body manifests. And how do I let go of this control to, to, you know, secure how I look a certain way. And the entire time as you walk with spirit and you walk with awareness, you become aware of how I'm hurting myself. But for some reason, I don't really know how to stop you know, and I feel like that becomes painful because a lot of people are walking through life without awareness, but spiritual awakening brings you awareness. And then now how do you navigate healing with awareness as you still inflict pain on yourself? Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting question. I feel like we need to acknowledge, like you said, that 
you know, this is a physical world and that even though we aren't our body, we aren't, you know, the possessions that we have, the things that we have, they're still a part of our life. And, you know, even though life isn't only about the material things, you know, speaking from the fact that we're spiritual beings having a human experience, we need to acknowledge that, you know, the material is here to stay. The 3D Mm -hmm. physical world is here to stay. And that's not what it's all about, but it still needs to be incorporated and you can still enjoy it. You can still celebrate it. You know, when you're manifesting, you are allowed and, you know, more than welcome to manifest physical things, tangibles, things that you love about this world, because we're here to enjoy it. And although, like I said, that's not what it's all about. I think, you know, having that balance, having that, you know, synchronized view of your spiritual and the tangible, tangible physical world around you is so important (laughs) because, you know, being spiritual isn't just saying, okay, I love to meditate and I hate my job. So I'm just going to run into the forest and like sit there all day, Mm. you know, and like soak up those grounding vibes. Like, yes, we need to get out into nature. We need to meditate all those things, but you know, we still live in a 3d world where we need money. We need, you know, to feed ourselves. We need shelter and, you know, more than just the basic needs, we also want to enjoy life. So I think what's really important is to figure out a balance of the two worlds and kind of blend them in a way that makes sense. And how I really like to see this is connecting, you know, your innermost desires, um, your dreams and your vision to what the outer world needs. That's a really big thing that I've come to learn is that, you know, what's really important is first of all, you being happy and you enjoying life and being fulfilled. But at the same time, what's also important is saying, okay, but how can I connect that vision to what the world needs and how can I serve at the same time? Mm-hmm. And so you would say that thinking in those ways is what helped you facilitate your healing process? Um, to be honest, this kind of came after. I feel like this is okay. more kind of where I'm at now, um, now that I've been through that. Um, I mean, there's so many different directions that I can go with, with the in-between, but we can definitely get more specific in that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess then how about, give me, like one example of how you navigated that uncomfortable position where the two world, worlds were colliding, the past self that's really invested in controlling physical manifestations mm-hmm. of your body, and then the spiritual self that's kind of coming in and being like, hey, you're more than your body, you're more than your body. You know, why, how about, because there's that part where A, you're asleep, and then B, you're awake. Mm-hmm. But then there's the in-between where it's a weird, uncomfortable shift where yeah. you know that the universe is out to protect you and that you are guided but yet there's that conflict between those past selves and future self that wants to become. Yeah. Well, I think the important thing to realize is that we can change in any moment. Um, I believe it's Tony Robbins that says like you, a change can happen in one minute, you know, and obviously it's the, all of the minutes put together that make a really big change. But as soon as we decide that we want more for ourselves, we can start acting upon it immediately. And that's just something that, you know, believe it or not, we do have the power to do. So Mm -hmm. I think as soon as I really started realizing this, um, first of all, what is a really basic tip, but, you know, was extremely powerful was getting back into my spiritual morning routine and, you know, having that meditation every day, time for my affirmations to look at my desires and my big vision every single morning was Mm -hmm. such a reminder of, you know, First of all, like, what do I want? Yeah. <laughs> well, how do I even want to feel in the first place? And then, you know, grounding myself every morning before work made me 
have such a bigger awareness of what I was doing, you know, slowing down and seeing purpose in everything that I do. I think that's a really big thing for, you know, my teaching is that not only do I want to help women get where they want to be with a career, but I also want to help them see the light and appreciate the career that they're already in. Because Mm -hmm. whether or not you feel like, you know, that's your dream job or, you know, you love being there, I think deeper down, you can still see that every job is out there because it has a purpose. Like there's no, obviously there's like jobs that you feel have more meaning than others, but every job has a meaning at the end of the day. Like if a job didn't serve a purpose, it wouldn't even exist. Like what what would be the point of doing any of those tasks, right? Mm -hmm. So I really like to look at it as, okay, everything that I'm doing today, how can I find intention in this? How can I find purpose in this? Like maybe I'm not, you know, happy with this entire thing that I'm doing, but how can I find little gratitudes throughout the day? What am I doing to help others? Like who is benefiting from me doing this job? And I think like being so grateful and happy in the moment and at least like experiencing these little joys and like seeing, you know, the why behind it helps you to, you know, appreciate your day, go through it a lot smoother, have a lot more of a mindful attitude and then help you kind of realize, you know, where you're, go- where you're going from there, but at least enjoying the moment that you're in. Yes, that's great. I feel like that that is perfect. And I also practice that throughout my day. And I feel as if as I continue to align more with my truth, I mm-hmm. it's easier Ooh. to feel those. <laughs> <laughs> my phone just fell as I moved no my life there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's easier to experience those moments of gratitude, but it's a muscle, you know, a muscle that needs to be strengthened over time. And some people want to wake up and have a quick fix where you're like, I'm no longer at this job that I hate, or I I am like living this dream life. And I feel like a lot of people um, are struggling in their present life because they're projecting into the future of where they think they should be, who they think they should already be. And so what would be your word of advice to those people who are having a hard time Mm -hmm. finding peace with where they are? Or even some people I know who love their jobs, but for some reason, there's this feeling of, but I could be elsewhere. I could be doing more. I could be better. How do you navigate those feelings? Yeah, first of all, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And I want to say for anyone who's listening, that if you feel that way, I want to normalize it for you, you know, plain and simple. That's something that everyone's felt at some point in their life, whether, you know, you get really stuck in future tripping or even just, you know, waiting for Friday every single week and being in that cycle. Um, I used to be pretty big on the future tripping. Like I would be, you know, thinking that normal life was just boring and mundane and I just wasn't enjoying it and just be waiting for the weekends, waiting for that vacation, waiting for, you know, whatever like big event I thought was going to fulfill me. And, you know, although I love to travel, I love the vacations, I love, you know, doing these fun things, I think what's important to realize is that it's more important the day-to-day actions than, you know, those grandiose moments that come here and there. So what really changed for me was realizing that I, I, I had the power to make every single day a day that I would look forward to. I had the power to put things into each and every day that felt good. And for me, a big part of that was, you know, yoga, signing up for classes, putting them in my calendar, making sure that I went, because even if you don't feel like going, like where I was at that point where I was continuously canceling my classes, it didn't feel Mm -hmm. good to do that, but I did it. And the thing is, is that even if you, you know, have that ego voice telling you that you don't feel like going, 
you never leave feeling bad. Like, just think about yeah. that for a second. Whenever you leave, you're happy that you did it, no matter what state you went into that from. Mm-hmm. So I do want to say, you know, adding in the little things is huge. Um, and now, like, I like to have at least, like, one thing every single day to look forward to. So every day has, you know, the potential to be a good day. I'm not, I'm not waiting for those moments all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, looking at what we were talking about with your future self or future job or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. the gratitude is a big piece of it. Because like we were just saying before, you need to appreciate where you are now to go further or else you will never, ever be satisfied with that's just I mean that's the blunt truth and for me yeah gratitude was big writing down things that you are grateful for about your job even if it's just oh I'm so glad that I met you know x y and z friends there yeah I'm glad that you know there's some good music on there today or I'm glad that this job gave me the money to you know afford my car like I love my car like just anything random like that just seeing gratitude for it in the moment really helps um I would say also when it comes to manifesting a future job or even a future version of you, um, think about the feeling. So the reason you want a future job is because you want to be fulfilled. You want to feel abundant. You want to feel joy. You want to feel of service. And those are kind of like the big encompassing emotions. They're not the physical tangibles. And what I will say is that normally the physical tangibles come after. So you need to get into the feeling of those things now. How can you feel abundant today? How can you feel joy today? How can you feel fulfilled today? Like, what can you do today to serve? And start, you know, getting into that future version of yourself right now. Because even if you don't have the physical tangibles around you, they will come. The universe will bring them. You will figure it out along the way. But stepping into that version of yourself today, tomorrow, and every day after that will only get you closer and closer to that which you want to be. And I always hear, you know, people saying, act as if. And that's definitely, it's a good start, but you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to act like you're something. You just want to be that because that's Mm -hmm. who you are. So every day, you know, sit down, do a good journaling session, figure out and get clarity on what that version of you is and start bringing her or him or whoever you are out like today. What can you do to be that version of yourself? Because that is you, you just haven't stepped into it yet. So how can you bring out that identity right now? Mm. That's a very powerful message Um, from the way that I have been exercising that in my day-to-day life before, because I feel like now I I feel as if I'm in the most balanced and attuned space that I have been in my life. And in order to, (laughs) yeah, it's like, it's so exciting. And in order to get there, it took me taking a step back and starting to find that balance of being like, okay, there might be this idea of who I want to be. And then there's this other idea of like, I want to just be whatever the universe wants for me. And Mm -hmm. so I started to practice. Have you read the surrender experiment? No, actually I haven't, but you should read that book. Yes. You should definitely read it. It's this amazing story about this man. His name is Michael A. Singer. And he talks about how when he became aware of the voice oh, in his that mind from the, from the untethered soul. Yes. The same person. Oh, yeah. That's a great book. <laughs> yes. So he knows what he's talking about. So he, in the book, he talks about how when he became aware of that voice, which is why he wrote the untethered soul and everything that mm. happened after the fact and how his life unfolded when he stopped fighting life and allowed things to just happen. 
like, and it, it's crazy how things literally would just happen around him and he would have no control whatsoever over the situation. Mm-hmm. He would be, he would be saying, no, 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 I don't want this. I don't want this. And the universe would be like, LOL, JK, too bad. You're going to have it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it was always something that in retrospect, he's, he would realize, oh, my goodness, this was more than I could have ever anticipated for my life, mm-hmm. you know, because he didn't have any of these plans, but he was only doing whatever flowed with him, whatever called to his soul. Like he was at the beginning of when the Internet became a thing, computer started to become a thing. He felt called to for some reason, start to understand the mechanisms of Mm -hmm. computers and the internet. And then he went on to create a Fortune 500 company and becoming a multimillionaire, if not billionaire, over just doing what he felt called to do. Not once did he do it being like, I want to be a millionaire. In fact, he kept on living a, a simple life throughout his life. And it's just the way the story unfolds and then the way his spiritual community built around him organically, even though all he wanted to do was hide away in the woods and meditate. And the universe was just like, no, like you said earlier, our, like why we're here is not to just isolate ourselves away and go run in the woods and meditate and be like, mm-hmm. I want to be, I want to be one with the universe. I want to be one with the universe. <laughs> no, <laughs> the universe doesn't, did not bring you here for you to isolate yourself from the rest of the world. If you're put in a position where you're interacting with people in a certain way, whether it's at a job or in your daily life, it is for a reason. And Mm -hmm. as you begin to step into that realization more and more, you realize, oh my goodness, this is for a reason. And the reason is, I don't even know. (laughs) It's just that I feel in some, for some unknown cause that this is where I'm supposed to be. Everywhere, what I always tell my friends or anyone who talks to me whenever they're talking about how, oh, I'm like, I feel like I'm being late on this, or I'm sorry for this or that, like I was late on responding about this, or like my life is being delayed in these ways, I always Mm -hmm. remind them that things are never too late. You're never too late. You're always right on time. Yeah, every divine divine timing is always the right timing, you know? So Mm -hmm. whether or not the letter gets to me uh, like the day it's mailed out or a year after it's mailed out, it was meant to get to me at whatever time that is, you know? And like, and I just feel as if as you begin to step more into that understanding that, you know what, like, I don't even care. Like I've just, I've thrown up my hands. I don't care, (laughs) you know? And even doing something as simple as starting soul family was something I just felt called to do. And Mm -hmm. I just, I don't ask questions anymore. And I just do whatever I feel called to do, you know, and I think that it's hard. It's might be hard to imagine that way of living. But if you don't believe me that that can lead you to a peaceful lifestyle, go read the surrender experiment, and you will be blown away by how if you just trust in the universal divine timing of everything and surrender yourself to every situation, whether it's good or bad, life is just going to be completely shifted. But yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I actually, I just wrote a post about this the other day where I was talking about, you know, seeing nothing as a waste, like time is not a waste energy money. Like you can never waste any of your resources on anything because you always are leaving with something, Mm -hmm. you know, even if that you feel that that situation, that experience didn't serve you, you still learn something from it. 
you're still taking something away and everything is just a matter of exchange. So I think a big proponent of this is really looking at having an abundance mindset. Like if you have the scarcity mindset where you think, I only have so much energy, only so much time, only so much money. And if I give something away and I didn't get back what I expected, then that was waste. But I want to challenge people to, you know, change their mindset to say, you know, everything I give, I get something back from it. And even if it's not what I expect, and my life changed when I realized this. And kind of going back to what you were saying before, I also really challenge people to just forget about the word coincidence, like remove it from your vocabulary, like don't even, coincidences don't exist, guys, like they're only synchronicities, (laughs) everything that happens is for a reason, it's for you, even if it seems negative, there's always something that comes out of the situation, and everything happens in divine time and order, and whatever Mm -hmm. it is, is here for you, even if it's just a matter of learning something from it, there are no coincidences, so just forget that word. (laughs) Yeah, Yes, I totally agree with you. There are no coincidences. And it, it, there's so many examples that I feel like we could all, like we could both throw out in our lives yeah. of how the universe <laughs> has just kind of like blown your mind away. Because the thing that I love most about when you begin to just surrender yourself to the situation and mm-hmm. begin to accept that, you know, there's something happening here that I I, the physical self, cannot completely, uh, uh, I'm sorry, tongue twisted, <laughs> cannot completely understand. Um, there's this really great saying that I heard that says something along the lines of, it's never the soul that's trying to understand. It's always the mind that's trying to play catch up to what yeah. the soul already knows. You know, like, so you know, deep down whether or not you need to make the next move. So if where you're at is not serving you, ask yourself first, is this not serving my ego or is this not serving my spirit? And you're going to get a different answer from both parts, you know? So Mm -hmm. like, let's say you're at a certain job where you're not making a ton of money, but you are kind of satisfied, but then there are, where you're quite satisfied, but then there are a bunch of people in your life who have the big money, the big bucks, and they're flashing it, and or, or your friends are all flying commercial and like not commercial, flying private and like going to fancy places all the time, and you're just here doing this job that doesn't make a lot of money, and you just can't help but wonder if there's more. Ask yourself if it's your spirit that's telling you there's more, or your ego that's telling you there's more. It's the in that scenario, it could be either if it's that you want more because you want to have the big house and the big cars and the fancy stuff, it's most likely your ego talking because ego doesn't care as much. Like ego cares more about the materials than the emotion. Mm-hmm. If there's you're, nothing wrong with having the materials as long no, as you, you know, of course obviously not. you're getting them in a way that serves you and you're getting them because you actually genuinely want them. They feel aligned for you and it should never be from a place of like, oh, I want this because I see that, you know, exactly. she has it or he has it. Exactly. <laughs> So that's how, that's the trap, you know, of course, as you do things that are in alignment with you, abundance is going to come to you naturally, but then you need to ask yourself, what is more important to me right now, having things or having peace and letting the things come to me along with my, Mm -hmm. my, me staying in my space of peace, you know, and 
if you don't know if you stay at that job where you're not making the big bucks, but then you start to have these ideas and then the ideas grow into a business and the business grows into, you don't know what's going to happen if you stay there. But then if you quit that job and go somewhere where you're making a lot of money, but then your soul starts to feel uneasy, the way that you feel is going to be very apparent to which side of you made you make that choice. You know, mm -hmm. so I feel like in all of the choices that we make in our careers, in our lives, personal or not, I, I like to navigate my choices by asking myself, is this choice, is this question coming from a place of peace or is it coming from a place of lack, of chaos, of desire that is not in alignment with like peace basically for me it's, it always comes back to what makes me feel most authentically me and I feel like yeah. our true selves are peaceful that's why when we're meditating they always say look at the observer the observer doesn't say anything the observer doesn't care if you if the mind is saying bad things or good things like when you're meditating you're supposed to just attach yourself into the observer's seat that is the space of stillness that is the pace this place of peace and as we do that, I feel as if there's more peace that comes out of you and begins to manifest into the physical realm around you. And then abundance will come to you naturally. And like the Michael Singer does, like he became a multimillionaire without trying because he just did what he felt called to do. And your life will just become so much more abundant in ways that you never even imagined possible. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think what a lot of people need to remember as well is that you know sometimes it's a story like maybe you can desire the abundance that beautiful life but sometimes you might have a story and an old belief in your head well oh someone in this job that I have like doesn't live like that or like you know someone like me and where I come from can't have that mm -hmm. and a lot of times we'll like block ourselves away from these things that we're not capable of that so my earphones just died. Sometimes it's like it's from a story and you know you think that you aren't capable of those things from old beliefs, maybe things that people told you, things that you saw in the media, things that you maybe stereotypes and archetypes that came from movies or anything like that. And you think that those aren't possibilities for you. But the second you realize that, you know, you are capable no matter who you are, what job you're in, where you come from, how you were raised those things will start to flow in naturally, like you said, because that, that is who you are. Like if mm. you, if you would desire things from an authentic place, like the universe didn't give you those thoughts to mess with you. It gave you those because they're yours and that's your identity. And being at peace with that identity calls in more things that are aligned with it. And when you step into that version of you is when you start to see the changes versus when you're, you know, sitting around in like kind of a, a frazzle and a tizzy of your mind where you're like, okay, well, I think I want this, but you know, I'm like this and I'm this person, I'm in this job. So like, you know what I mean? It just gets, mm -hmm. it gets cloudy and out of that piece, like you said. Yeah, that actually makes me think about how my spiritual journey began. So in my journey, it took, so everyone has a different story when it comes to when you start to realize that the universe is kind of putting things in front of you and trying to prove to you, look at this, look at that. And come to me and realize that you're a spiritual being having a human experience. For me, the first book that the universe gave to me was about rewriting the way that my mind thinks about money. It was the very first experience that I had where um, it, it really felt as if I met 
a, a messenger of the spirit somehow because like this person randomly didn't know me on like at all definitely at a coffee <laughs> huh you definitely did <laughs> yeah like this person didn't know me at all and they came up to me because there was like a funny situation that happened and then we just started talking and they basically just kind of they I guess they were given the ability to see past my veil and they were like they were saying all of these things about me and they could and like I love to dress up and like I, I always look my best but for some reason even with that they were able to see that I had a fearful relationship with abundance and they were like saying if you're going to step into the truth of what the universe has for you you need to do this you need to do that and like they were like you need to get this book and you need to read it and you need to okay we will answer that question yeah so and you need to um be willing to open yourself up to abundance in order for the universe to really give you what it wants to and mm -hmm. that was what really propelled me on my story of like realizing my fullest potential and connecting with the universe. I had to first rewrite the way that I saw money and recognize that if I do become rich and abundant, it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. Cause I feel like sometimes we're like, oh, rich people are bad people. And that in order to be rich, you have to be the, the, the bane of the existence. You should just want to live a moderate life. Like, you know, and all of that, but the universe was like, we need to take that out of your mind so that you can yeah. make room for what I have to offer you and recognize that abundance goes beyond the material too. But that being said, let's see this person's question. Is it okay to be motivated by material things or will that just block abundance? Example, I have all these goals and I have, and I have these goals because I want to eventually buy my own place. You want to answer first? Yeah, I think that is a really great question. I, I definitely have no problem with material things. I think that, you know, whatever you desire is valid and you're allowed to want those things. And I think as women, it's sometimes hard for us to get over, you know, the guilt and shame around that. Like sometimes, you know, we feel like we shouldn't be making the kind of money that we want. We shouldn't be desiring these things like because of, you know, history and archetypes and how like women have traditionally been perceived, sometimes we have like this feeling in ourselves that like, if we go against that, then like, that's something we should be guilty about. That's something we should feel shame for and that that's wrong. But that's something that, you know, part of my work that I'm really passionate about is debunking that for women, because whatever you desire is valid, you're allowed to want that. And if it's going to make you happy, you know, get on the path to that. Um, but what I will say about motivation is, you know, obviously material things can be things that motivate you and drive you, but they shouldn't be the only things. So I think a big part of, you know, looking at what your goals are and the material things that you want is saying, okay, that's a piece of it, but what are the other pieces of it? You know, once I get these things, once I hit these goals, you know, who else is benefiting from this? You know, what are the, you know, intangibles that are coming from the situation? Who who else is feeling good and whose life is changing because I am reaching these goals. And I think, you know, obviously the goals are good. The motivations are good, especially if that's, you know, kind of your first step into wanting to heal your money story. If that's a Kickstarter, that's cool. Um, but I think kind of looking at, you know, the bigger picture and how this not only affects you, but also the world is kind of what happens and puts it all together. I love that. And so to hop on to what Courtney just said, my response to that is an alignment with what she perceives. 
one thing that came to mind when you asked this question specifically about the whole getting your own place thing i'm also in that same realm where i too would eventually like to get my own place and do my own things however that being said i still choose to surrender myself completely to whatever the universe has to give me and so in order to prepare myself for that moment where i eventually will be able to get my own place that's the thing you need to believe in yourself for you to have that desire in your heart it's because the universe wants it there it is possible for you and it wants you to have that motivation however in order for you to receive that you also need to be willing to accept what if i don't get it in the next year what if i don't get it in the next two years how will that make me feel ask yourself that question and if what it makes you feel is anger and resentment and annoyance at yourself or for you to feel that you're weak for not achieving that goal then that is your ego seeping into what the universe has ordained for you to have success in so you need to really rein in those emotions and and this is a perfect time to practice the idea of setting an intention then releasing the desire to control the outcome you might have the intention in your heart that i want to live in my own space eventually but release that desire and instead Take this time to connect back into your current situation and make peace with what is happening right now. If you can learn to make peace with where you are right now, you'll be able to accept the abundance that comes to you when you're ready to go to the next level. And it makes me think of this one episode of this other podcast that I listened to. It's called The Lively Show. You should check it out. She's also a spiritual podcaster and she does inner voice work as well. And she did one with a client where the client was uh basically made to realize that she had the money to move into a new apartment however when she asked her inner voice her inner voice said that she had jumped the gun and then the, she was she asked her inner voice how did that how do you i know next time when i'm jumping the gun and the inner voice replied things were not flowing but you were forcing them to be So she had all these issues she had the like the apartment was in place but then there was issue with piping and an issue with this and an issue with that and like the money wasn't going through basically she kept hitting roadblock after roadblock but she had gotten so much in her ego that her current apartment was too small for her that she could not make peace with where she was living so much so that she needed to move out anywhere she didn't care she just wanted to get out because she was not at the level of um the capacity to make peace with whatever was happening in her life. And so then that led her to the realization that although now the apartment that she was in is perfect for her, she has acclimated to it. Basically what her spirit was trying to say is the situation could have been a lot smoother smoother for you and a lot mom, a lot less stressful if you had just listened to your intuition instead of allowing your ego and your fear and your overwhelming desire to get out get out get out of where you were first if you had made peace with where you were you would have been able to be even more peaceful moving into the next place that might have been more in alignment with you so i hope that helps you um but that's how i think about you know my goals as well of having my own place down the future just reminding myself that no matter what I will choose to acknowledge and respect divine timing and let things take place when they are meant to. That's a really good point. I think it's important to note as well that like um that doesn't necessarily mean that you should just like take whatever comes to you. Like you definitely have the right to be choosy and to have 
a vision, but I think what's important is to, you know, make peace with the fact that if, you know, this and that is going wrong and certain things start to feel like a struggle, that instead of just pushing and forcing, you might want to leave the room open to have something better come your way. Like, what if you keep pushing and pushing for a certain apartment, all these things happen that are clear that it's out of alignment and you keep pushing, but you're missing out on the fact that there's a better apartment out there for you. That if you like, you know, kind of abandoned that first option there that you kept forcing and pushing for that, you know, if you live there, you would have missed the opportunity to find that even better place. Like there's always, you know, something, there could be something better and you need to be open to the fact that it's different than maybe what you were expecting. And I do want to say like for what you can do right now when you're manifesting, moving out in this amazing place of your own is to think about why you want to have it. So chances are you probably want to live, you know, in a new place and live on your own because you want a sense of freedom. You want some kind of independence. And going back to what we were talking about before and thinking about that and feeling is like, okay, how can I feel that right now? Like, for Mm. example, if you're living with your parents and they cook all your meals for you, maybe try like seeing how it feels to make yourself dinner sometimes and step into that independence today. Or if you live with roommates and maybe you're kind of lazy with the chore list, Like maybe step up and do some cleaning and not just rely on your roommates to do all the cleaning for you. And stepping into those feelings now will bring those manifestations even faster because you're getting more into alignment with the version of you that has that apartment and that lives on their own and is, you know, doing their independent thing. (laughs) Yes, that's perfect. I really hope that we're able to answer your question and you're welcome. We're so happy. Thank you so much for (laughs) asking that question. and so since we're, we're now getting towards the end of the show, the next question, the last question that I have for you is, can you walk us through what a day in your nine to five spiritual life looks yeah. like? I mean, because of what's going on right now, it's a little mm. bit different than it used to be. Um, but a day in my current life is usually waking up around like 6 a.m. Um, I get up and I do my morning ritual. So right now that's consisting of meditation that's listening to a voice note of my big vision that is some affirmations a little bit of journaling and what I've been really into is I've been learning tarot lately so I took a few lessons with a teacher and learned about the cards and I'm also doing some self-study with a friend Uh, but I actually I pick one card every single day to focus on and learn about it just because you know, I know with my schedule, I don't really have the time to devote hours and hours every single day. But if I can just make, you know, that much of a forward movement towards that goal that I have before I even, you know, kickstart my day with work, I feel good that I did something for myself and made some headway towards a personal goal. Mm-hmm. So usually that's where I start and then I eat a good breakfast. I just, I can't start my day without a really good breakfast. So usually that'll be like overnight oats. It'll be sometimes chia seed pudding. Um, I love doing toast with peanut butter and fruit. Um, just a really that good breakfast yummy. coffee. Got to do that. Um, and then usually like get myself ready for the day from there and log on for, you know, 8 or 8.30 or whatever time I have a meeting at work and, you know, kickstart my day there. Um, usually I will if I have time, which I try to make the time, um, but at least like go outside for a walk around the block a couple of times before I start work just because of, you know, the current situation going on, it's really important to get fresh air and to get your body moving because before all of this, I used to walk to work every day. Mm. So I would have 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon where I would spend, you know, out in the sunshine and moving my body. So I try to still incorporate that movement 
And then, yeah, I will work for the day. Um, usually around lunchtime, I will, you know, do another couple laps around the block, maybe do a quick yoga practice. And then after work, um, I will do another walk because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's something that I've been valuing a lot during yeah. this time is walking um, and exploring different parks around the city, just trying to, you know, switch it up every day and add some variety. And then when I get home, usually I will start, you know, working on my business for the evening and, you know, making a good dinner, doing some reading, um, spending time with my boyfriend, having calls with uh, my coach and other women that um, are in my group for business. And yeah, I, don't, I mean, that's kind of a typical work day in life right now. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Thank you for sharing that. If, yeah. Does anyone else have any last minute questions before we tap out for this conversation? Just to let everyone know, this conversation will be available as a podcast, so you can listen to it at any time, and you can also share this with other people. You can find that at Soul Family by Anything I Want. It's in the Spotify and iTunes library right now. All right, so if there are no other questions, I would like to say a huge thank you, Courtney, for being here today. Today was an amazing conversation. I definitely got to receive so much from you and I'm sure that the audience did as well. And so we very much appreciate you sharing your time with us and your wisdom. And if anyone is interested, please head over to Courtney's Instagram and send her a message to ask her how you can stay aligned. She offers one-on-one -on -one coaching with people. So I'm sure that she would love to help you and you can figure out the details at that time. But that all being said, yeah, thank you. You could check yeah, out. It's so on. Much. Yeah. Okay. Have a beautiful day. Huh? I'm sending you and everyone here and everyone who's going to be listening lots of love. And that's all. Thank you, Annie. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. What a pleasure it has been to be able to share this message with you today. I really look forward to our many more conversations down the line, and I encourage you to continue to walk in your own truth every single moment of the day. To find out more about me and what I do, you can go to my website, anythingiwant.com, that's E-N-I, thingiwant.com, and you can also follow me on Instagram, where I post daily content, motivational, creative, whatever I feel called to do, and I just really share my, my journey with you guys as candidly as possible, just so we really understand that we don't have to walk through this life alone. We are meant to be here for each other, and this is what soul family and anything I want is all about. All right, sending you guys so much love and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode.